the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We've got a Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David. My grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. Don't waste it. Don't waste the grace. Don't waste the grace. Don't waste the grace. My grace is sufficient for you. It's abundant, plentiful, available, but don't waste it. Don't waste it. Just because it's sufficient, just because it's abundant, doesn't mean that you should waste it. Father, in the name of Jesus, as we look into the perfect law of liberty with the heart to continue in your word, Lord, we open our heart to all that your word has for us. For your word is profitable for rebuke, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God, the woman of God, may be perfected, thoroughly furnished, prepared unto all good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them, in the name of Jesus. Second Corinthians 12.10, just uh, verses after each other. The first one, Second Corinthians 12.9, his strength is made perfect, in my weakness. Can we say that together? His strength is made perfect in my weakness. Can we say it again? His strength is made perfect in my weakness. The second one which is verse 10. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Can we say that together? For when I am weak, then I am strong. For when I am weak, then I am strong. His strength is made perfect in my weakness. The place of weakness here means the place of humility or humbleness or submission to God. It's a place of dependence on God and it's also the place of strength. God wanted Apostle Paul to remain humble before him. Not to be prideful. Not to think that he knew it all. Not to begin to depend on himself, on his knowledge, on his Fantastic visions and revelations. God didn't want him to begin to depend on anything or even people to begin to see him in a different light and begin to elevate him above what he was. So God 
allowed some things to happen in his life which were not so pleasant. And in this place where Paul found himself, a place of humility and humbleness, he had the strength of God to continue. He had the strength of God to maintain. Satan that attacked or assaulted Paul or troubled Paul wanted to do evil. Or wanted to go beyond what you know Paul experienced. But God did not let that happen. What Satan meant for evil for Paul, God turned it around for grace and glory. So what Satan meant for evil, God actually turned it around for grace and glory for him. May the Lord turn around whatever is meant for evil for your grace and glory in the name of Jesus. And please note that the devil does not have power over your life. And he cannot touch you unless permitted by God or by you. Satan does not have power over your life. Satan does not determine the end of your life. Certainly, he did not determine the beginning of your life. So, he cannot determine the end of your life as a Christian. Satan cannot go beyond the limits that God permits. Satan cannot go beyond the limits that God permits. Of course, Satan wanted to go beyond the limit that God permitted him to do with Paul. But God did not allow that. And we remember the story of Job. That God allowed Satan to touch the life of Job. And some things or many things happened to him. And he still continued to praise God. Job still continued to praise God. But his, his things were destroyed. His children died. And he still praised God. And Satan was like, if only you will let me touch him. Afflict him. Touch his body. If you only, you will let me touch him, then he will curse you. And God said, okay, you can touch his body, but save his life, meaning you can kill him. So Satan went ahead and afflicted him with abscesses or boils all over his body. But again, Satan could not go beyond that because that was just the limit that God permitted that. Amen. Of course, with the limited understanding of Job, the revelation that he had then, he thought everything was coming from God. If you read the book of Job, Job basically said, all these things are from God. He had no idea that it was from the devil. Amen? God is good. Whatever he allows or permits is for our good. Amen? But we need to have understanding to know that it's God and not the devil. Amen? We, know, we need to have an understanding that God is good all the time, whatever happens to us. We should not begin to think that God can be good and can be bad. God can be evil or God can do bad things. No, no, no. God is good all the time. Amen. Even when things are not good, God is good. Even when things are difficult, God is good. Even in the grave, Jesus is Lord. Amen. Even in the prison yard, being locked up, Paul and Silas counted God as good. They still praised God. And that was when God showed up because they praised God in prison, even though they were actually bleeding from their wounds. They had just been beaten up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego counted God faithful, counted God good, even though God allowed them to be tied up, probably beaten seriously before they were tied up to be thrown in the lake of fire. But they still continue to say, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. 
And even if he doesn't deliver us, yet we're not going to bow down. Yet God is still good. Amen. Paul said, I want you to know, this is 1 Corinthians 1, I believe verse 8 or so. I want you to know, brethren, that the troubles that came to us in Asia were beyond measure, beyond our ability. We could not even bear it to the point of giving up with the spirit even of life. But we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we would not trust in ourselves, but in the living God. We had the sentence of death in ourselves. And the sentence of death is the, or the sentence of death is a statement of faith that says, don't trust in yourself, trust in the living God. That sentence of death means we don't trust in ourselves, we trust in the living God. Who raises the dead? Meaning to the point of death, we're still going to trust him. This is the sentence of death. When you are committed to the point of death, committed to God to the point of death, that is the sentence of death. We know that nothing will separate us from the love of God. Tribulation? Is it hunger? Is it thirst? Is it nakedness? Is it it wretchedness that will separate us from the love of God? For your sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nothing will separate us from your love. Nothing will separate us from your love. To the point of death we are committed, Paul is saying here. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. Meaning we will trust God to the point of death and he is still able to raise us even if he allows us to die. Even if we die, he's able to raise us up. We're going to trust him till death. Amen. Can our faith rise to that level? We are in with trust God. Even though he hasn't answered or nothing has changed when you asked him. Ask and you shall receive. You have asked and you haven't received. Hmm. Seek and you will find. And you have sought and you haven't found. You asked, you didn't receive. You sought, you did not find. First of all, even for you to go to the point of seeking after you haven't received, that must be faith. How many people will go from just asking to actually seeking. That is faith. I mean, you will be discouraged to say, I asked. He didn't give me. Why should I do anything else? And now, I've asked. I've sought. Nothing has happened. And you are saying something else. No, I'm not doing it. Ask. You will receive. Seek. You will find. Knock. It shall be opened unto you. Will you go to the point of knocking? God is good all the time. Amen. My grace is sufficient for you. But don't waste the grace. There is a tendency to misuse or abuse something that is plentiful. When something is abundant, is really plentiful, there is a tendency to, to just waste it. There is also a tendency to waste something which you don't know the value of. If you don't know the value of something, you just waste it. Also, there is a tendency to waste something that is free. All of this means that there is a tendency to waste the grace of God. Because the grace of God is plentiful is available is all over us in fact the grace of god is in the heavens the grace of god is not just upon believers the grace of god is also over unbelievers over the wicked that's why it will shine its light its sunlight its rain will fall on the fields of the wicked also that's the grace of god that's the mercy of god the grace of god is plentiful so it can be easily wasted abused misused because it's plentiful the grace of god is also free so somebody can just 
wasted. And because the grace of God is also really very deep, very big, very large, it's difficult or will I say it's not something that everybody understands. So if you don't understand something, you don't value it and you have a tendency to waste it because you don't value it. But we're not going to waste the grace of God that has been given unto us. We're going to make use of the grace of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't waste the grace. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.